You're looking a little washed out. Sorry. No! Looks sick. How about now? Okay, actually stunning. I just hope once the sun starts going down, you don't look like you're a shadow monster. <laughs> you're looking dark now. I called it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Long Form Conversations, the podcast where we talk about long form improv. As always, I am your host, David. Uh, before we introduce our guest today, I just want to um, say a couple of things. Uh, thanks so much for everybody that's been like coming up to me and saying that they listen to the podcast. That always means so much. I really appreciate you letting me know that uh, this is this is doing something. This is actually making some moves. But I will also say what would be immensely more helpful than telling me in person. One, it makes me nervous. I don't, I don't really know how to take compliments well. But two, uh, uh, don't tell me. Tell other people. Share it and uh, let your other classmates or teammates know about it. And rate, like, subscribe, all the different actions that you have. Uh, do that because I think that's going to be more helpful than telling me and then making me kind of awkwardly say, oh, thanks. Thanks so much. And then walk away. All right, great. So got that out of the way. I want to go ahead and introduce uh, our guest for today. Uh, this is someone that I've uh, had the pleasure of uh, being a fan of for quite a some time, a very talented improviser and writer. Our guest today is Stephanie Birch now. Huh? I've never... I've never heard someone start by like telling their fans to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, it's just been happening a lot recently. Not to brag, okay. But I don't Flex. really, I don't know how to, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to take compliments. Okay, let's get into that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, um, I'm hypercritical of myself, and mm. I expect others to be critical as well. No, it's just, uh, um, it's like when people sing "Happy Birthday" to you. Oh my God, the what worst. Do you do? You kind of have to like sit there and like politely just like smile. Oh my god! Stop. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. That's that feeling. Um, and it's also for like I get it if it's at a show because I'm like, oh, thanks so much. You just saw this, whatever. But it's just like, oh, hey, this is like, yeah, stupid internet podcast thing. It's not so it feels stupid. Little... Well, thank you so much for saying that. But anyways, so I'm... you took it great. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, but I can't walk away. I, I can... encourage I encourage all the listeners here today to go out and give. David, just immense props and let him know how much you love the podcast and make him work on his shit. That's true. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Push me into the deep end. What's it called? Immersive immersion therapy. Yeah, immersion therapy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your immersion therapy is you just getting like like gassed up. Have you ever done um uh, one of those classes? It could be an acting class, could be an improv class, but like at the end of the class, they're like, Stephanie, get in the middle, get in the middle circle. No class surrounds you and they just say nice things about you. Um, uh, yeah, I have. I don't think I've, it wasn't like a circle thing, but I definitely have taken improv classes where we've like ended with that. And I love it. Yeah. I don't hate that because everybody gets around. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. You know what? That if we're really getting down the root yeah. of it, I can't compliment them on their podcast. Because you can't, yeah, you can't <laughs> say it right back. That is, that is true. It's one thing to be like, oh, great site. Oh my God. Loved yours too. Yeah. That's real. Um, so you are the um, third member of Shag I've had on now. Fun. Uh, sorry you weren't first or second, okay. but I would love to get uh, all of you at some point. Get seven mics and have us all on together. Oh my gosh. That's what we'll do that for the holiday. That would be holiday. editing hell for you. No, I don't think it'd be too bad. 
I think I might just let y'all run wild and just I honestly just do a little audio improv set. That would be really fun, me. actually. Yeah. It's like us Saturday. before like practices. It's like all seven of us hanging out and then like Jake trying to get a word in edgewise to like get us to start practicing before like an hour in. And it takes you all an hour? <laughs> it takes us so long to get started because we're just chatting. I think that's like uh like hot take, and this isn't my official hot take, but like sometimes like that's all you need. Yeah. You know, if y'all can just get on the same page, same vibe, catch up with one another, I'm like, okay. That's our practice. Yeah. That way you don't come into like shows like, um, what'd you do this, you know, past month? Yeah. It's definitely nice to be able to like, whatever, keep up. I, I feel like if you're keeping up like the friendship or whatever, it kind of translates on stage anyway. But I do be liking rules. So I, I kind of do ultimately want to get a little practice going. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's, um, you got a great conversation, but can you do a good scene? <laughs> Um, uh, 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 I saw your show last, uh, week end. The last Shag weekend? Agenda show? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Thanks Loved for coming. It. Yeah. I, whenever I get a chance, I'm glad y'all got, uh, uh more shows. Cause I yeah. love coming to that. I, yeah. That's, 1030 though. I will 1030 say. 1030 is a brutal slot. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's so much fun, but it is a tough slot, but, uh, cause we're Sundays at 1030, which is like everyone who has a, a nine to five job is like just kicking their week off with like a horrible night's sleep, but yeah, it's fun. Yeah. And I will admit too, there was a point I was like, Oh, there's a button coming. I should just leave now. Beat the, beat the rush, beat the rush out the door. And also I don't have to say hi or bye to everybody. I was like, go home and go to bed. Did you? No, I stayed for the button. It was worth it. <laughs> um, but I did not stick around to say hi. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't recall seeing you, um, but I guess I'm saying it now. Killer show. Everybody check that out. If you haven't had a chance yet. Third Sundays. Mm hmm. Uh, 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 some of the best fun improv you'll see. Yeah, it's fun. It's um, Shag Agenda is like, so like Shag is my team. It's like a group of all girls. Yeah. And then the agenda is an all queer team. So it's a very fun, like femme queer night. Also, I'm probably going to need comps because uh, by the time this episode comes out, by the time your next show comes out, Lloyd's over, baby. What do you mean you're going to need? Oh, because you can't get I in. can't get in for free anymore. Gotcha. How do you and feel I'm not about... going to support the arts and buy money. <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about Lloyd ending? Um, I feel like good about it. It's yeah. like, I think if it was, uh, if it was like an open-ended thing, I'd feel like shit, but obviously, uh, wait, uh, if it was a what? Like an open-ended thing. I'd feel really bad about it ending. Oh, I see. But because yeah. there was a definite, you yeah, know, you're not being cut. It's date, like, yeah, it's like a spring, mm -hmm. uh, not spring. It's like a summer fling. <laughs> I'm like, well, I got to go back home now. School's going to start. <laughs> You know, it'd be weird if, you know, but if I, sure. if I was like in love, August and I was like, slipped away like a bottle of wine. Yeah. But if it was like a long-term, you know, serious thing, I would have been like, no, no, what's going on? Yeah. yeah, Can yeah, you move yeah. to the island or I can get a job. I'll move to the city with you <laughs> and your folks. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. You guys had such a good run too. Yeah. Thanks so much. But um, yeah, I'm excited to see by the time this episode comes off there, hopefully the next uh, uh, Lloyd teams will be announced. Mm -hmm. That'd be so exciting. I assume so. Right. Uh, last I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if they did it. I think, I mean, yeah, what uh, do we know? auditions was uh, two days ago. They should be calling any minute now. We should text, check our phones. Tell Ali to hit you up first. Yeah, Ali. You, you published the list. Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> Everyone has to subscribe to find out who's on Lloyd Night. Yeah, I'm going to get that scoop. Why it's a Patreon episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, that'll be exciting. We will hopefully have a couple of our friends, our peers on that list, and we'll be able to celebrate and check them out. Yeah. 
uh how's everything going with you and uh Keanu um good I I I'm seven really months it. now right seven month is that right Mar- yeah since March um yeah it's been going really well I think like it's interesting doing Harold's after like having such un doing such unstructured improv for so long um that it's been like fun and challenging for me to figure out how to like do what I do in like that specific context because it is an interesting like set of parameters I'm sure you've like dealt with the same thing on Lloyd but um but no it's it's so fun and it's so like unbelievably nice just to like have a spot to perform in front of people every or not every week but like every other week or so uh so uh uh is there anything else we need to catch up on how was Shag's show on Friday it was fun. We actually wasn't it Shag oh, PBJ. Yes, yes, yes. That's PB right. Shag, we, PB Shag. Yeah, we were pretty low on numbers, and so it was PBJ. So we matched up with them, and it was really, really fun. Yeah, yeah. Y'all didn't want to go out to karaoke after. I was too tired. I missed the improv show, but I made it for karaoke. Yeah, well, you have priorities. I love karaoke. I, uh, <laughs> how how was the karaoke there? I've never been. It's oh, oh uh, have you ever been? You haven't been to that restaurant before. First of all, food is good. Uh, drinks are pretty cheap. So like uh, uh for that alone, I think it's worth going. You don't have to sing. The um, stage is really small and they play it off of YouTube. That's so fun. You can play any song because there's a YouTube karaoke version of, you know, like everything, everything. Um, And it was great. The only thing was it was like so crowded and like uh, they couldn't rotate enough songs. Um, So like some people got to sing a bunch because they put in their slips early. So I got there super late, put in my song, ate my whole dinner, waited. And it was like, at that point, maybe like 1 a.m., yeah, one thirty, and I was like, they're not going to pick my song. Or by the time they pick my song, you know. Yeah, you have to like butter them up somehow. Yeah, a tip. Yeah, a tip. I forgot to bring my singles. That's on me. Yeah. Uh, so I left without singing. I used to go to this, my friends, when I lived in Chicago, we would go to this, Um, it was, I think it was a Chinese restaurant, and it was like, but it was this bizarre Chinese restaurant slash just true party spot where you would eat your dinner and then also, like, the owners would come around with, like, bottles of vodka, and they would just pour shots and, like, bring shots to your table. And then also they had a karaoke mic, but there was no stage. But mm-hmm. you would do karaoke, but they basically would just pass the mic. So you would, like, sit at your table in front of your food, drinking vodka and, like, singing karaoke oh. just, like, from your seat. And it's hooked up to the sound system? <laughs> yeah, it was incredible. Have you – that does sound like a lot of fun. Uh, 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 have you gotten – have you seen those, like – at home karaoke. Yeah, I have mics. one. You have one? I have one because I bought one for my so my sister got married. Um and they had a pandemic wedding because their wedding got canceled because it was supposed to be in like whatever, April of 2020. And so their wedding got canceled, or I guess it was October, whatever, who cares? But um it got canceled. And so then I helped plan for them to do like a small at home like pandemic wedding. And so I bought one of those karaoke mics. It was literally just my family. It was six people. <laughs> All of us would like get up in front of everyone sitting on the couch, sing karaoke into our little microphone. It was, that sounds like it was a blast. honestly very fun. Yeah. And uh, um, yeah, I, I only used it once, but those things pack a punch. Yeah. But I think what I love the most about it is that it like it it blows back to you. <laughs> So you feel like you're crushing it. And even if no one can hear you, you're like, great. You yeah, know? you're like, I'm I sound amazing. Yeah. Karaoke's for you. It's not for everyone else. <laughs> uh all right, great. Well, uh uh good catching up. I think uh fabulous catching up. 
fabulous catching up. Got to comment <laughs> on that. Hey, you're really good at catching up. You're so good at catching up. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Love the reciprocation. Uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into our first uh, segment now, which is going to be Improvster Syndrome. So, Stephanie, if you recall, this is your opportunity to tell us about your improv journey. I don't want you to leave anything out. Great. Well, I started doing Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I. Fine. That's you... But let's start before there. What made you want to do improv? Did you do? You look like uh, you got a little little theater kid energy. Oh, um, a little bit. I I think that for me, I I love performing. I've just always been kind of whatever, a little hammy kid. But I didn't really do big theater productions or anything. I definitely would do plays and stuff as a kid, but I was never like the lead in anything, but I would do them, but nothing truly that big. Um, but I always just enjoyed it. I'm more just like, have always been a big comedy fan, honestly. Mm -hmm. And then when I moved to Chicago after college, I didn't do any comedy or anything in college. I truly didn't know that it was actually like available to me as a thing to do. Where'd you go to college? Miami university in Ohio. Anyway, improv. I went to Chicago and I was working in advertising and truly just as a way to make friends and have something to do after work, I started taking Second City writing classes because I still kind of didn't think the performance stuff was a thing that was accessible to me. Mm -hmm. And then it was through doing the writing. Were you like a copywriter? I was not a copywriter. I was a project manager. Interesting. So why do you want to take, uh, uh, I'm guessing, comedy writing or sketch writing? Yeah, it was... Yeah, Second City is yeah, it's it's sketch writing, but um I I just love I've always been such a fan and like I I I think it was the kind of thing that I always knew I probably could do, but I kind of needed permission to do it if that makes sense. Yes, yes. So um I, I think I signed up for it thinking it'd be a fun hobby and a way to meet whatever fun people, which it totally was. But then also I was kind of hoping that it would someone would tell me that I can pursue it you know you're waiting for Megan Mullally to show me. yeah exactly and say you got it kid um so anyway I, I did I did the writing program in its entirety and by the end of that you do a lot of reading through stuff and whatever little bits of improv here and there and so it was it wasn't until after I finished all the writing stuff that I then went back and decided to do improv from level one also so whatever did how long all... were you in that community by the time you started taking one-on-one or um, improv one or whatever they call it. I think the writing program takes maybe like a year or something. Okay. I don't I don't really remember. Um but yeah, and so then once I started doing improv though, I was just constantly doing improv. So then I was doing like in Chicago, there's so many different schools you can do there. So I did like Second City and IO. Tell me about that the the first uh uh Second City's class though. What was it like? Oh, it's it was oh zip zap zap of the wazoo. It was all games. My name is Standing Stephanie. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, and Second City is um short form focused Uh too, especially in those like entry level things because there's the the beginner level stuff and then there's the conservatory which is like improvising towards a sketch show. So it's slightly more longer form, but the and the beginning level ones are pure short form like games type stuff um so yeah we're it's a lot of little exercises that i feel like you now do as like a warm-up or something and like you were always silly or like what like was this like do you feel self-conscious like why are we doing this or were you like fuck yeah i think i really leaned into it i i don't see a lot of value in like 
signing up to do something like that and then being judgmental while you're doing it. I So I definitely think I leaned into it. I think maybe level one was hard to lean into because it's just so it's so silly but um and you're a serious project and manager. i'm a project manager honey respect me um but i think because everyone else was you know young 20 year old kids who thought this was just like heaven we all had so much fun i think i might have gotten lucky to just have a class that just really was like good yeah. friends and then i like continued with them um for all the levels of it too so it was just um it was just so nice and so fun um, and then did you finish all the way through uh, Second City or did you jump around and you're like, you know what, now that I've, I've tasted this, let me taste what IO's got. I uh, I finished Second City, they're like beginning levels. And then I um, signed up for conservatory, which you have to like audition to get in and then audition again to stay in. So I did, I went right from, I think finishing that to conservatory. But then while I was doing conservatory, I simultaneously did IO. Did you feel like you were good? Like at that point, you were like, I'm going to audition and I'm going to get in. Or was it like, oh, geez, they don't let everyone in. I don't know. I've only taken one series of classes. It's so hard to say because I definitely think that I I felt pretty confident that I was good. Not like that I was great or anything, but that I was like, I'm good at this. But I don't, I whatever. Obviously, I have a million things to learn. But I wasn't worried about not being like funny or talented enough. I just, um, I think that, auditions are so uniquely difficult mm -hmm. <laughs> that I definitely stressed about the audition. Um, but also, I think that's a different, I think that's a different muscle almost. Yeah. I would also say it's like, it's really impacted in Chicago, right? Like there's so much improv there and there's so many people that want to do Yeah. And stuff. I was up, I was performing all the time because it was just, I mean, there's just so many stages and so many shows and like the oh. indie scene is crazy. So you can just do so much that I, I, I at yeah. this point, you are also yeah, like indie teams already and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, like oh, my wow. my yeah my my team was like or my the way that they do both of those schools. So, at, did you do anything other? Did you just do UCB? I did. Uh, I did uh, a Second City Conservatory online, but I didn't see it. Interesting. Through, yeah, it was through Zoom. Yeah, I um that would be so hard. I I curious about that, but I um the way that I so I did UCB out here also to like get part of the community and make people and it was very different because i think one the classes are so much more expensive and how much are they in chicago i think they were like 200 something holy shit yeah i would have taken them all year round totally i did yeah and so it was i think that it's set up so that you form a class and you stay with your class yeah. whereas i think out here in my experience it felt very you sign up for a class when it's convenient to your schedule and you kind of just like bop around throughout the year. Yeah. Um, and so when I was doing it, it was very like you meet your crew in level one and you stick with them through level six. So you're, you're kind of encouraged if you can afford to do it. Um, you're encouraged to kind of like stay, stay with your people because it's so much more fun and yeah. whatever. And how, how big are these classes? Um, they're probably the same as out here. I don't 16. really know. Yeah, something like that. Because, like, I will say, because you definitely try, I try to do it out here, you know, probably, like, you need to keep in contact. Yeah. But, like, that original 16 will dwindle down by 201 to, like, 16 to, like, 8. Yeah, but they mean? also rolled into each other, where it'd be, like... That's what I'm saying, like, and also, if it was cheaper, I bet you, you have, like, you can go from 16 to, yeah, maybe you lose, like, 3 or 4. Absolutely, yeah, but totally, for sure. And that happened all the time, so it wasn't weird, but you would have, like, your core of people. But it is the thing that made me, like stick with like just see it all the way through yeah. um you guys started practicing outside of class and everything too. yeah and then we would like 
but it's less of a culture in Chicago to practice outside of classes than it is here. You start booking. Well, you, yeah, totally. Like you just do shows. Um, yeah. and that's like your practice. So you remember the name of that team? Oh my God. I've been on so many teams. Um, <laughs> okay. Brag. No, they're not good. They're just like my classes, you know, that like, like we were just in a class together. So then we were like, outside of class we should practice which is going and doing shows yeah, yeah. so i was on oh my god let me try to remember i one was on i was on one called hot gravy and then i was on one called I was on a musical improv team called ebola skittles Ooh. which then and then i was on a team called oh my god i, do Fuck, I can't names. remember there yeah fine. yeah lazy river jesus was one and i remember hating that name um Lazy River, River Jesus was a big one for me, actually. That was a fun one. And then I can't remember what my like other ones were, but I just like most of the time when yeah. I took classes. So like at Second City and at IO and in conservatory, like those yeah. groups would form. So when you jump into that conservatory audition, you probably felt pretty good. I mean, I felt I didn't. They do let in quite like it's you're going to get it unless you're like not. Yeah. You shouldn't get in. You're going to get in, you yeah, know, so I wasn't really. It was, it would have been a matter of me like kind of tanking and, and which was a real fear of mine because I don't, I don't think I audition well, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think most of us who were like good improvisers were pretty sure unless we like really shat the bed, we were going to get in, but you're always worried that you're going to shit the bed or something. Um, conservatory is like, it's like hard to get into, but it's not that hard to get into, you know? Yeah. My audition was very simple. Same thing with the Growlings audition. I yeah. feel like it's just don't. Like, just listen and remember what yeah. they said. Be like, make it clear that you know baseline what to do and we'll take your money, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. so I it, I wasn't worried about it, but not in a way because I'm like, like, feel good about myself. It was truly just because I was like, it's not that hard to get in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, whatever. Sorry. Continuing my story. Improv, improv, improv. Tell me about IO. IO. Um, was there like a different vibe for the different schools where you're like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, that was Second City, but this is IO. Kind of. I think that IO is a lot more relaxed. Um, Second City's, I mean, is just a much more like uh, buttoned up kind of theater because everything, the final product is so much more polished um, because it's written. Like there are Second City improv shows, but it's like either these like short form shows, which are also pretty polished because they're short form um, or it's these really amazing are like material shows where you're like written them and rehearsed them and done tech yeah. whatever so it's just very different because you want you're expecting a different output i think but um but yeah so i found that there's a lot of like overlap between the two just as far as the people in them just because everyone is kind of drying up both and then there's like the corn servitory <laughs> i guess there's all sorts of it's called the corn there's one called the corn servitory Oh, which is no. like this little black box theater. They would have gotten my money for the pun alone. <laughs> I don't think, they, yeah, I don't think they, maybe they did classes there. I don't know. We just used to do shows there. But I would have given them my money anyways. <laughs> take my money. They're like, we're not selling anything. Give a Venmo? Yeah, <laughs> please. Um, but yeah, IO, I, I really loved IO. I, that's where I like learned how to do Heralds. And um, I, I really liked the, the way they taught you too. Like they started... I can't remember what the first level is, but like it's like second level. Like it was, it's all about relationships at IO and like rooting things and like how you and your scene partner feel towards each other. Mm. So it's, it's much more about like 
being playing moment to moment and like connecting with the other person whereas other places are much more about like you as a character what is your character like it's more individual um and I think IO like made me helped me really like loosen up in a way that was helpful for me to bring them to like second city too because I think um like when they get I mean I know we're gonna talk about like group games and stuff later but like they did classes there about like like they, they a whole class that was just about like kind of the group games so mm. it's just like shit that really just like shook it loose for More me concentration yeah and um and then I liked the way that they end it too so it's like there's five levels of classes and then there's a 5b which is where you do shows so you go through all five level do you already know this by the way am i okay. not io i only know second city. yeah so you go through like levels one through five um and they're all whatever have different like points to them and then level five you're learning the herald as a form so before that you're learning like scene work type skills and then level five you're learning different forms um or no sorry what maybe level four you're learning forms level five you're learning the herald but they the guy who taught it um the way that he would do it is that like your group makes up their own herald because it's like we learn how to do a herald but then we we make it our own like they were really about kind of like like keeping it into that structure of like three beats a group game whatever but um but taking kind of more ownership of it so he would whatever have you make it up so you'd be like our opening is like this we go into the audience and we pose like statues and then like one person does this or like I, I'm whatever it sounds absurd but it's um it was just really interesting because it doesn't sound absurd it sounds very interesting so it's kind of like mm -hmm. like make your own take on the herald so it's like oh we're a herald but like every uh, it's always noir or like it's like all it, genre it's exactly yeah on location yeah exactly scene. exactly so it was that's like so cool you get to own your group games and you get to own your openings and it's not following these books that's why it like blew my mind coming here and being like oh heralds are like you must do these like xyz ones that are in this book um but anyway, it was that, so level five is all about like perfecting your version of the Herald. And then 5B was you get a run of shows for like, I want to say five or six weeks or something. And every week you put them up in front of um, an audience and the Herald committee, and they would like watch your shows. And then from your shows, they would be taking notes the whole time so they can give you feedback, but they can also like pluck you and put you on herald teams that way wow so it's like a, a real recruitment pool it's a yeah exactly and it's nice because they still do those auditions yeah. like the ones that you and i have done but they but it's such a nice way to get seen over the course of right. a number of weeks with people you've been playing with for a year so if also if you're bad at auditioning here's like casual because you're exactly. like just yeah it was it, exactly and i found that to be like i mean it didn't help me because i didn't get on a team but it was like <laughs> no but still. but it's still i thought it was so nice and just to be able to like end this process enormous process of going through all the schooling with like a big run of shows in their big ass theater with like seen. people really watching you yeah. was um i i really i just like the way they do it so much more than other places yeah yeah that sounds really cool I, uh how how deep were you into your improv journey uh uh once you start taking 5a or 5B or whatever. What do you mean deep? Like, like years? Two years in? Um, Probably. No, it was probably more than that. Because it's what's interesting to me is that like here, I feel like, well, or at least with UCB, your improv like life doesn't really begin until after 401. Mm -hmm. You have to take 401 and then that's when people start exploring the NDC. That's when people start yeah. auditioning and all that stuff. Versus here, it seems like you can live like a whole life. And not to say it doesn't happen here as well, but like 
it's much more. Yeah, you know, I think you should. Yeah, you definitely like come into 401. I, I, well, at least in my, like for me and my friends who were doing it, I feel like we were pretty good at 401 because we were performing like most nights. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how many years it was. I want to say like probably two. I also at one point like broke my leg and I had to take a big break. So I I want to say it was. Um, Someone told you break a leg. and then- <laughs> Yeah, I took it too literally. It's actually so devastating to me because it was while I was in conservatory right before the, the like class the where you put together your show. Oh. And it was so upsetting because I had just done so much work with those people. Um, but whatever, it all worked out for the best. I want to say I they, started taking classes. In- did they not all stop taking classes? Yeah, you would think, right? That's what if I we were a fucking done. team. I'm sorry. We've been through this together. Yeah. I'm gonna have I gotta have words with Gabby Boyd after this. Hey, Gabby, <laughs> check out the latest episode of the podcast. Listen to what I gotta say. Um, <laughs> I think I took writing. It's I don't know. I think I took writing classes probably in like 2014, 2015, and I was probably in that improv level by like 2017, 2018, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably something like that. Yeah, and I would say like, uh, you know, it does not sound like a lot of classes, but they seem like they pace you out really well to the point where, I would say, two years in, you are ready to be seen by the ads or by the yeah. And I also like had done so much other stuff where it was like I did a whole writing program, I did a whole second city program, I was like performing on the side, and then yeah, and the whole time while you're doing, I was doing IO, Lazy River Jesus, the team whose name I hated, was like doing indie shows. Yeah, so. Yeah, I I agree. I think you're pretty like out there. Uh so what happened after 5B? Um and then conservatory. Uh what did I do? I ended up fin- so I finished all of those. I ended up getting on I didn't get on a Herald team at IO, but I did get on they had like house teams or they had a musical improv house team and I got on that. And that was honestly some of the most fun like improv I've ever done because I just think musical improv is so delightful but um so I did that for a while I think I was finishing conservatory while I did that because the timelines are a little bit like whatever they overlap in different ways but um so I think I was finishing conservatory meanwhile I was on an IO musical team and truly just like having so much fucking fun. Meanwhile, tanking every fucking audition I went on for like Second City yeah. Tour Co type stuff. What were those auditions like? Um, Just do a Herald? No, it was more. Oof, I'm trying to remember exactly the format. I think it was more like do scenes. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever made it far enough to like get in to, to even know what like the final round auditions were. I think it was more do scenes. Was it like a bunch of people auditioning? Oh yeah, tons. Like everybody would, everyone would. Audition. Give me a number. Give me a number. I don't know the numbers. I want to say like five thousand. Oh, I think less than that. But five. Yeah, five. Five people. It was me and it was me and four other people, and <laughs> I did not. I did not get a second round audition. <laughs> um, no, I, I I have no idea. But I it just it felt like everyone was going yeah. for that, and everyone kind of does go for it. Like it's like mm-hmm. even like it would be so intimidating because it'd be like. I'm in the audition room with the people who I'm seeing on stage at IO who I'm revering. And it's like, well, I, I'm obviously not going to get it if this guy's fucking here. So it, it, in that sense, it really did feel like truly everyone would come out for it because it is that paid opportunity that you want. Um, but yeah, 
yeah so I was doing that for a while and then um and then I think I eventually got to a point where I was feeling like because then I was also like simultaneously I would like write sketch shows and stuff like that we I would I would be in sketch shows I would put write sketch shows um and I think I just got to a point where I was like not super happy with my career and then I like loved the comedy stuff but it was just like this it was starting to become a thing where it was like bigger than the like you know and I had to just decide whether I was gonna like go all in on my career go all in on the comedy stuff and I was like fuck it let's go and then I moved to Los Angeles. The reason why you chose LA? Um, I wanted to work in film and TV. Like I specifically moved out here because I really wanted to, and I still do like want to write television. So it made sense. Also my sister was living here. So it was honestly like, I think I had an easier move than maybe other people because I had family here. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, I, I think like the New York LA decision or whatever. Uh, made Atlanta, less don't leave out Atlanta. In Atlanta, sorry, Atlanta. Um, it made less sense just based on like what I wanted to write, which was like sitcoms. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, 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 any like closing thoughts about Chicago? Like, like when you when you left, were you like, because yeah, I mean, your friends are there, your career is there. Like that must have been tough. I mean, definitely, it was like. Like what fueled you to, to to like what what pushed you? Because I'm sure there's so many people listening to this podcast thinking about making the big move to Los Angeles. Uh -huh. But what because was... they got to come out here to be able to tell you to their face to your face that they like it. Yeah. So uh, what was uh yeah what what was the the fuel or the final you know straw that? I think just like, I think I was able to. <laughs> I don't know how, but I was able to like let go of this idea that I needed to like get a pat on the head by or like pushed by someone else to go do the thing I really wanted. Like, I think I just was like, I'm never going to get main stage and that's okay. Like, you know, I'm just simply not as good as some other people, but that doesn't mean I can't do this. So I, I think I just like, um, I don't know. I, I think it's like, sounds really like cheesy, but I think you just kind of have to like be a little brave and just like take a chance on yourself. And like, I just kind of just, have this like uh fucked up belief that I can do it, you know. That's not cheesy. That's <laughs> not fucked up. I love that. I love that for you. All right. So you're out here staying with your sister. Uh-huh. What's uh uh what's on your agenda? My agenda is to get a damn job yeah, and damn. then um sign up for and sign up for a little UCB class. And that second I got in that class, I said, I'm gonna look around and I'm gonna find um every lady in here that I, that seems like they would be my friend and I'm going to hang out with them until they like me. And that's how I met my dear friend, Alex Bigelow. Yay. And then. Is that, before we jump into that, how did you pick UCB over, uh, I, there's IO here, there was an IO here and there was a second city here. I. You just knew they were going to shut down in a few years? I knew they were going to shut down. I had this feeling. I was like, pandemic is coming. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> Cause that's so insane that like, you know what I mean? Like you picked the, um, the right, mm -hmm. well, you picked the winner. Honestly, it kind of didn't cross my mind to go to Iowa. It's like, I just felt like I had done them. And mm -hmm. I, um, like in, in my opinion, I don't know if this is true or not. UCB is like, it's UCB. And then the other ones are so much smaller. Whereas in Chicago, it's like second city IO or the big behemoths. And it, to me, it, it was UCB was the one. So I, I truly just was like, it didn't, I was always going to go to UCB if I was going to take a Im improv class somewhere. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Is that unusual? I feel like no, no, no. I I'm just always curious, especially when people have done Second City before. That's or or has like they moved from Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's the one that always like blows my mind. Like this has been a pattern. Like uh, uh, Sean did Second City, and then he came out and did UCV. Anza came out here from uh, did Second City, and he, like that's why it's like you didn't consider taking a class. And it seems like your answer is what's yeah consistent with a lot of people's answers. I think you hear a lot about UCV, yeah. And so it's um yeah to me it's like what you go to do. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you don't hear about Second City Hollywood. Like, if anything, coming from Chicago, I think it'd be like, it didn't feel like a growth opportunity. It felt gotcha. like a strange sidestep. I don't yes, know. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so you met Alex Beagle. Love that. It's amazing. My girly. Yeah. Um, How were you taken to game and taken to this new style? I find it so much um, harder and stranger, but I I like it. I, um, I think it's fun. Um. But yeah, I, I kind of didn't expect it to be like I had never I realized I had never really pulled premise like that. Like, I think even in Chicago and I was doing Harold's, they were more organic. Um, So I was really I mean, it was fun and interesting, but it was definitely more game oriented than I had realized. Like, I didn't realize that that was kind of like the, the gag. Um. So I think I like picked up on it okay, but it definitely like isn't in my nature because it's just not how I like learned it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, I, I that's the thing that's like tough. People that I've met and people that I know, like the longer they've done improv elsewhere, the harder it is to adjust to UCB. Mm-hmm. Versus these kids out here, they start off UCB one hundred and one, all of a sudden they're natural and they're good. <laughs> how dare you? Um. So how long does it take you to get through those courses? Um, I don't know. A couple. A couple. Powered months. I think I powered through. I started in level like three or something, so it wasn't that crazy. Okay, test out of it, or maybe started in two, but it was like I only took like yeah. three classes, if that makes sense. So yeah, it really yeah. wasn't like, and I was pretty committed to doing them all because I also think I came from this place in which you did them all back to back to back, not realizing that nobody does that here. Mm-hmm. So I took them all back to back. Um. And uh, you mentioned before making friends mm-hmm. and, and making teams. How'd you find that uh, uh, out here? How'd you find that experience? It's much more challenging, I think, to figure out what to do just because um, there's not like, I mean, I don't know. Now it's easier for me to like say just because I know people, but I, I wasn't really clear. Like, where do you go? Like, what are the Indies? Like, uh, shows how do you submit yourself for them um Is, was it more clear in at the corn servitory <laughs> you're cracking me up corn servitory is truly like that's like saying like the moving arts like it's just like a black box but um i think <laughs> and i'm in love with it are they still open <laughs> i think so i'm yeah. gonna chart a flight to a, you should. A trip they to had Chicago. they always had like weird set deck up that was of corn um yeah but like uh uh like it's was like I would agree. It's hard to navigate out here, but I'm. I guess the question is, isn't it equally hard in Chicago? Yeah, I, I, I honestly don't know why it felt easier to me. I think like maybe you had like more resources or you know. Yeah, bigger, I think I think yeah. there was like, honestly, just like a bigger, more accessible community, yeah. and so it was a little easier to meet people to meet people to introduce you to other people. Like, um. It is fucking hard out here. To I think I think LA is a tough city because it's also so spread. Chicago is so much smaller, and so 
and like geographically those theaters are down the street from each other. So mm. it's um really normal to go to second city and then like go across the street to the bar. And it's just like loaded with people. Like IO is literally built on a bar. So we would go and hang out in the beer garden. So I just think it's a lot more social. Um, and I guess that's not necessarily like indie, but it felt indie to me because we weren't on like house teams or anything, but, um, but it definitely like the, the improv scene was, it felt pretty social. Yeah. So it was, um, I don't know. It just, it's, it was just a little easier. I think maybe we were also like thirstier for it, but I, yeah, it was hard to know where to start here. Mm-hmm. Um, so how and did I just think start? there's less, I just think there's less, like, I think there's just fewer shows mm-hmm. that are booking and will like book a class show, like class team to do it. Yeah. I think, um, I think that there's just way more stage time opportunities in Chicago. Anyway, sorry. What were you saying? Yeah, so how did you get your start? After Here? finishing those classes, yeah. Um, you start making practice groups. You start making teams. I so two prov with Alex. Yeah. Well, I was on a group of a team with like a group of gals from my UCB classes, and then from that, me and Alex ended up taking we improv classes, and then that's how we started playing on um uh our team was called Springfield Tornadoes. And so we were like a residency team at WE for a while. And we would do a bunch of like indie shows there. And then I started doing um like these kind of like variety sketch shows with Alex and our friend Anna Bitzaller and our friends the more yellow twins, Thomas and Michael. Um so it's just like in that I met all those people at WE. And then at some point in like 2021-ish um shag got formed too so yeah I, I ended up meeting like a lot of the like people i play with and like yeah. create with through we you think jumping into we you started that like in 2019 probably like you think like because it's like smaller more filtered it's not like it's like more consistent i guess or Can, what do you mean compared to what compared to like ucb or the clubhouse like uh like it's like a much wider net you know um, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, did this feel more like uh, your did, did starting we are doing we feel like a little bit more like your Chicago days? Yeah, definitely. I think I think, and that's just because it was like we were on our feet a lot more, and then finally I was like doing indie shows five nights a week, you know, which feels which felt familiar mm-hmm. to me. And then also we would go to these we shows which was a new experience. That wasn't an experience I had in Chicago at all, but um, we would go to Wii shows and then afterwards would like hang out at the bar and then being able to like socially get to know a bunch more indie improvisers felt it, that felt very familiar as far as getting to know the indie scene in, in mm-hmm. Chicago. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I would agree yeah. with that. Uh, I want to hear about uh, your audition. Was this your first audition or audition before? For Harold Knight? Uh, for UCB, yeah, yeah, I know you've auditioned at other places. Uh, I think it was my second Herald Night audition at UCB. Um, and my first one went terribly, like meaning years ago it went terribly. Um, in the classic way in which I eat shit in, in uh auditions, and and then this one I went in a little uh, truly trying my hardest to be mindful of like, um. How am I? How do I think about it? I I think I was like trying really hard this time 
to not worry about being funny and really just trying to like fucking listen and stay present and respond in a way that made sense for the moment Mm -hmm. instead of because the way in which I think I just ruin auditions is by kind of hanging on the back line for a little too like a little too long to the point where I start to feel like itchy like I'm not out there enough and then I'm worried that everyone's getting these laughs and I haven't done anything yet and then I'll go out and just take a huge fucking swing and it sucks and it's just like and I I I just I went in super mindful this time of just like don't like try to like panic and be funny just really really try to your hardest to like experience this audition like a show and for me the best shows are when I'm like just having fun and I'm really trying to like connect so it's like as much as I can make this fun like feel fun like a show the better and I think that really helped I don't think I like crushed the audition but I think I like stayed calm and whatever and I'm like and I was able to kind of show more of like skill and sensibility than than I would have if I had just gone and tried to do something really funny. That's a, that's like very disciplined and very like, you know, like taking takes a lot of like introspection and a lot of reflection. Did uh is that something you've been you had been working on like in the um, past three years? Yeah, I think so. I think that like, like coaches have been like, hey. No, I, I never had a co- not really. I don't know. I don't wanna you just sound dramatic, but like I don't think that like I think I just I feel when I do that and I don't like it like I'm like because I don't like watching it either you know and you know that like when you're like (laughs) you're that feeling of like I haven't I haven't been out yet and blah 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 like I really don't get that nervous when I do improv unless I'm hanging on the back line for too long and then I'm like "Uh oh bitch like now when you get out there you better you better fucking get it and so I think I um I was just trying to like say anything to myself that was going to like help um, not put myself in that like headspace, mm. you know? And I think, I think a friend of mine also was auditioning with me and who said the thing of just like, let's just make this feel like a show. Let's have fun. And I was like, that is so smart. So yeah, I don't know. I think it was helpful. I don't know if it's like helpful for other people, but I was like, Oh, it's kind of like, um, it was like a game changer for me. Yeah. That sounds great though. Like uh, whatever, whatever you did, I do feel like, and talking to people about their experience with like auditioning and getting the one, it, there's no like magic secret sauce. It's just like when you're ready, you're ready. And it sounds like at this, in this case, you were just like, I'm ready to do some. Yeah, I some I guess I was broth. truly so surprised to get the call that I got on Harold Knight because I was like, I think I did passably fine. Like I was like, I think I did like what I wanted to do, which was like I had fun. I like kept like a scene going and like blah, blah, blah. But I didn't like, I don't feel like I got like belly laughs in there, you know? And so I really was like, all right, well that like whatever. So I was, yeah, I don't know. I was surprised, but I do think that, that like maybe auditors respond to like seeing like (laughs) avoiding, not, not like giving into that base instinct to like panic, make someone laugh. Like, I think that's what they're weeding out for. I think maybe is like panickers or, yeah, uh, totally. I I definitely think so. I haven't got a laugh yet. I know. Yeah. And like, I truly have done, like, I just, I feel like I've done that in so many auditions where I've like been like, okay, I'm going to like scream something crazy. And then it like 
it like plays to silence and i'm like that was unfortunate like what what, what would you screen him oh gosh i don't know i i can't remember but i can think of at least two different auditions where like i've stepped out and i was going for like kind of like big emotional reaction because mm-hmm. i do kind of do that sometimes but um it just didn't play and it was so forced in a yeah. way that it was like it wasn't like this like thing that made sense in the moment and was like true to any type of character it was sure. just me like being like well if i do something enormous right now they'll see that i am a comedian you know yeah comedy is volume baby. yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh all right well let's end it here with this it is uh october 2023 mm-hmm. yeah, we're talking to the future a little bit but it is uh uh Oh, they just published those Lloyd teens. Some people auditioned, some people. Yeah, congrats know. to everyone. Congrats to everybody. But uh, uh, what would you want to say to some of the folks since you've uh, uh, you've been on audition, uh, 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 you know, trooper this whole time? We get to say that the folks that uh, didn't get on this time. I say like, <laughs> I think that like it's so easy to like think that it's like an indicator of you as being like good or bad. And I think like as hard as it is to try to like, like engage in that thought for like a minute and then just like let it fucking go and just move like keep moving because I think there's like there's always going to be more auditions and you can do it again but I think like if you get too bogged down in like the disappointment of it all or even like the pleasure of it all but like more so the disappointment obviously it's just like it doesn't like serve you and there's so many reasons why people get chosen or not chosen like sometimes I feel like it's like like it's about like the makeup of the teams it's not about like these are like the 20 funniest people who auditioned it's about like what type of skills they can do and how to make like 10 people fit together however many people are on these teams but like um you lost count lost count (laughs) i'm so stupid but yeah i don't know i i think like as hard as it is i think like engage in like the disappointment for like a period of time and then like try to just let it go like really dig into the pain and then absolve yourself of it because it's like it ultimately means nothing and you can audition again and like it's rarely about like you not being like worthy and it's more about like other things and dynamics that people are thinking of awesome great well uh uh, great advice thanks so much for for sharing that with us and thanks so much for telling us about your improv sir your improv journey (laughs) the segment's imposter syndrome you didn't tell us that uh, let's go ahead and jump into our next segment now, which is going to be our topic of the week. Uh, this is a topic that I'm really excited to talk to you about because as a big fan of Shag, uh, uh, this is something that you all do very well. I've also seen Keanu pull this off very well, but I feel like overall you're just, you're, you're a, a group scene, group game mm. expert. <laughs> Would you, how do you feel about that honorific? Um, I don't think I'm an expert. I, I do like doing group games mm-hmm. and group scenes. So they always make me very apprehensive. I'd like a good old fashioned two person scene. I mean, look, I'll do a group game if I have to, but I feel much more comfortable. Like, let me tell you one person and then everyone jump in. Yeah. But Shag, is it intentional that y'all jump in initially? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's intentional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm we're doing a group scene at the top for sure. Um, and we're also like kind of blending a little bit where it's like it's not intentionally it's not supposed to be scenic it's supposed to feel a little more group gamey mm-hmm. um which i'm sh- i think there's like yeah i don't know i i imagine that i i don't think i speak for everyone but i personally really like starting with a big group scene like that 
for me, it's part of like what I, we were talking about, like auditioning and getting nervous on the back line. For me, I find it so refreshing to just get out there right fucking away do something big and then i'm like okay my like jitters are out and let's fucking go like everyone gets in everyone gets their laugh yeah i find it i find it personally really helpful i don't know if everyone does but i at least like doing like just going big in a group game for sure i'm just picturing poor my i was gonna wait until the second (laughs) scene to step out (laughs) you're forcing me on i'm just kidding uh 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 Let's go ahead and start. Uh, I think this is an important distinction. This is like a very UCB distinction. Group mm-hmm. game versus group scene. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Oh, I don't have like an opinion. In my mind, a group game is where we're doing just a game. Like it's not scenic. We're not following like a character or a thought. And we're not like playing. Well, maybe there's beats of it, but we are not following like this one particular thread. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like pops of color. And then I think in my mind, when I'm saying group scene, I'm just talking about a scene with multiple people in it. Yeah, no, and I would agree with that. I think that that's a, I don't know how people are teaching it. I know how certain coaches of mine have taught it and, mm-hmm. and make that distinction where, yeah, sometimes, you know, uh, and group games, I feel like also so specific to the Herald. Mm-hmm. And there's a specific way to play it. Yeah. Whereas, like you mentioned with group scenes, I feel like that's much more natural. That's probably what people are used to doing and used to seeing, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I think the big thing, maybe the big distinction I would notice that I I think uh, when you look at group game versus group uh, scenes are, I think in a group game, everybody plays the same game. Mm, yeah. Everybody's trying to peas in a pod. We're there's, not trying to voice of reason. There's it. very little, if any, voices of reason because it's just, you know, one behavior or one you know uh, uh pattern that we're all exhibiting yeah i would totally agree i i like a group game i find that like for me i mean i don't know i don't know i i don't always love them but i like that is one thing i do like about a herald is that there's these group games that give you kind of just like a palate cleanser too mm-hmm. i feel like when i'm doing shows I'm always thinking about um, the like textures of it. And I'm like, we've done four two person relationship scenes in a row. Like we got to switch this shit up. And even if it's just like, like two people step out and I'll also join them. And now we're doing a three person scene. I'm like, that's giving me a little variety. Like I, it, I, I get bothered when I see like just two person scenes over and over again. And I think it's just how like, think certain whatever people teach it that way too and so i think i'm just like 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 i don't know i'm just i'm very aware when i'm like are we just putting up a show that's just two people two people two people two people like let's change it up baby yeah let's make yeah. some levels yeah let's let's see some variety let's see some differences um so definitely yeah adding in group scenes or group games want to spice of life right <laughs> yeah i agree uh, uh so uh, let's start off by talking about uh, group games, uh, the more rigid one, or I guess the more like, I don't know if it's rigid, but there's definitely, shockingly, I think a lot more structure in group games than there are in group scenes. Mm, I can see that. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's free form and like ambiguous, but there's like a point to it where you're trying to like all glom on, all evolve yes. and then end, you know? Yeah. And like that's, I think, uh, I guess where I'd like to start is actually with that second person. I think, I think when it comes to initiations for group games, 
I don't uh, a hot take maybe. I don't think it matters. Do no, I I completely agree. They have like they did they break it down with like one person verbal, one person nonverbal, all at once verbal, all at once nonverbal. Who cares? Come in there and fart. That's <laughs> an initiation, right? But I think what it comes down to is that second person. Yeah. I think they really set what's happening. And I swear, if that person walks on, it's just like, hey, did you fart? That's weird. Uh-oh, we're in trouble. That I I totally agree. I'm like, I'm a big, if I know that that's what we're doing is like group scene. Yeah. A group game. game, rather. Like, I'm like, match, match, match. Yeah, like fart louder. Yeah. Or fart from your mouth. Yeah. Like, I. AKA a burp. <laughs> I agree. The minute you try to, like, rationalize it or, like, I don't know, judge it or mm-hmm. whatever, it becomes really hard to balance because then it's like okay like it's like yeah I, yeah i agree i think um the second move is like yeah i think the second move and then also the third move obviously but i think and also the fourth really, move, and also the fifth also six actually yeah and then whoever edits um <laughs> <laughs> yeah i agree i think that move like is that, like critical because yeah. yeah, the first move i don't give a shit throw it away who cares yeah, yeah, but yeah. like i yeah i think you you're deciding in that second move like what the pattern is and then the third move is yeah. like making it a game you know and like uh, uh i forgot which coach taught me this but i really like it and i try to embody it but it's hard to get everybody on the same page but uh his thing was like hey let's not yeah let's not label let's not rationalize let's not you know call anything out until everyone's touched it once mm. forget who that was you know so if it is like that farts like yeah let's get all eight of us farting and then we can be like well this chili contest is gonna be hard to judge Right. But at least then everybody like, like got a chance to do it. But like, I, I have noticed, and I've even, you know, been part of it. Sometimes it's like fart, 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 three farts, and the fourth person comes out. But then it leaves other four like, yeah. How do, we, four. how do we get in, in on this? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel that. I feel like, um, yeah, that's interesting. Cause I think it's like, there's, it's, it's like, you're conflating the two because I can understand if you're doing like a scene, a group scene mm-hmm. and you were like, there's been three rule of threes. Now I, now we do this, but it's like, but if we're doing a game, you like, you've now broken it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's yeah. a good, I think that's a good attitude to have. I think I feel the same way. I don't know that I've like, have been actively thinking about it like that, but I, I do agree with that where there's something kind of like, then I'm stuck on the back line and I'm like, how am I going to get in at all? Like, yeah, yeah. who do I join? Like, I don't want to like, like negate what you just said, yeah. but also it didn't help, you know? And you'll figure it out. But I think it's just, it, it, it's going to make that fifth person pause. Yeah. Whereas if they didn't, uh, if they didn't make that move, there's no thought, just fart more. Yeah. Or fart different. Or fart sexy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what's so great about it. Like, you know, you're kind of like pre-built in to do what just happened. Yeah. Um, the other thing I really think about, it makes you think of like, Ooh, this might get too serious, but like, it's like, were you fun as a kid? That's so real. Were you fun? Yeah. Just let us have some fucking fun. Yeah. Like if someone just comes out and be like, ah, this dinosaur is so big. Just run out and be like, and this dinosaur is so big. But if you're just like dinosaurs are extinct, they've been around for 88 million years. I'm like, yeah. You're not coming to my it's birthday like, party, Jordan. We're all <laughs> we're all making crazy shit up up here. Yeah, I feel that. I think that there's something I, I think that that's I think group games are really hard yeah, the because they're humiliating. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, yes. And so I think 
And it's, it's like, it's not humiliating if we all go all in and we tell the audience this fucking rules. But if you're telling the audience, like, actually this sucks, it's going to suck. And then we all feel like shit. And, but I think like, it can be really hard to just lean into the like craziness of it and the, like, especially if it's something that's like physical or Mm. weird, you know? Um, I think like, especially if your brain is more like analytical and less like, like clowny, you know, I, I think it can be really hard to join in and that feels like an easy way to get in or something and it's like or a more natural way to get in and it even though it i agree it's like stopping the fun i think you're right like uh, i like the way the word you use it is so humiliating and it is very unnatural but like that's kind of what you have to like lean into it and like, yeah lean into like the i took this class things. that like okay when i was at io level i want to say three or something like that mm-hmm. was about group scenes and physicality and it was kind of the most like incredible class where it was just it was taught by this woman Susan Messing who's this like iconic kind of like wild and crazy lady um but I like love her but she was very like the whole point was to truly fucking humiliate yourself like she'd be like have you roll around like a worm and she'd like yell at you to be more worm like but it honestly was kind of like it was the kind of thing where when you start, it's so, so embarrassing because yeah. you're just moving your body in these ways that, and people are just watching you and you're like, by your, maybe it's you and one other person or something, just doing this in front of a whole class being judged and you feel so dumb. But then by the end, once you realize like the potential of like, if we all do it, it's like the biggest laughs you've ever had, you know? And then yeah. I think that really like helped me at least unlock like connecting with my body, at least on stage where like, I don't, stress about it as like I think it's so fun but I think it's really hard and that class really helped me because I do like like, viscerally remember feeling so humiliated doing group scenes like those first couple whatever times or classes and then by the end of it being like oh the more I'm like a fucking freak if these other people have my back like a thousand percent it's gonna pay off tenfold you know Mm -hmm. um uh, and after having done that class do you get humiliated easily now no, I think it's helped me so yeah. much. Like, I truly think that, like, like I'm, uh, like, very – I can't even really think. I'm, like, rarely embarrassed doing improv because I'm just, like – Because you've kind of f- seen the worst of it. you felt the worst. Yeah, I've, I've, I've felt so bad doing it before. And I've also, like – I think I can own that, like, if I really commit to what I'm doing, like, this is going to fucking work. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I think it just like truly like it was one of those it, it was immersive therapy of like truly just doing like the most like humiliating improv and then being like, OK, great. I definitely think stuff like that, like shame or humiliation, I think that stuff you can get desensitized to. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and yeah, like uh, that's the thing that's like really tough about like people that come over like to, uh, to move to L.A. to be actors and to be, you know, movie stars. And they're like, I got to be embarrassed. No, yeah, no, 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 no. no. I was gonna be yeah, I'm so I want to stay at home. I would have married my yeah, high school like, sweetheart. I'm too hot and cool for this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, versus like, I don't know. I, I used to get humiliated daily in school on my own accord. I used to like try to make jokes and no one would laugh. Be like, okay, <laughs> you think you ate shit and you were in audition? <laughs> try eating lunch with me in high school. <laughs> <laughs> but because of that now, yeah, like, you know, you kind of do need to like have like that, like, like no shame feeling of like, if you're, Teammate comes out there and just, you know, starts dancing and you can't dance. Come out there and do your little bad dance. Yeah. You know, if you're like out there, like for like 
I, I just think it shows from so far away. Like if you're like not really having someone's back out there or something like that. Like, so I think like you please don't hit the mic. I'm please. I got to edit that out. <laughs> Everyone's going to hear. Gug, gug, gug. Oh, geez. My ears are bleeding. They're going to let you know. Um. Anyway. Yeah. I, I think it reads from the audience if you're not going all in with your scene partner. So I think it's just like a disservice to like your scene and your team. If you're being, if you're like judging what's happening, which I understand that it just like, it just is how yeah. people are, but I, um, I don't think it's like helpful. <laughs> yeah, and I get I, one more thing I want to talk about. Unless you had more stuff to talk about, but like one more thing about the group game is it takes a lot of trust, mm-hmm. it's a lot of practice. People think that they don't practice. Like, I don't know. I think it's so funny when people like drill like second beats or drill like whatever. I'm like, dude, drill the group game because that is that is hard. And people, I don't think, get enough reps doing it, get enough like notes doing it. Yeah. Which is like you meant like, and and that's why they don't trust each other. Because like, I think that's ultimately like, if I'm if I'm saying like you don't want to go out there, you know, a dance, it's not a reflection on you. I think it's a ref- well, it is a reflection on your inability to trust your 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 teammates that they are gonna do be a goofy goof like with you two, or maybe if you are all going to do it, like, don't worry. Someone's going to have a label. Someone's going to have something. Yeah. You're not, not going to be stuck there dancing or farting for too long, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think like, especially ones that are just like a physical movement or something like that. Cause those can be really dicey. Like we just, I just did a Herald that was like that, where we all like, we're doing this like weird physicality and it took so long to label it. And ev- yeah. I could feel everyone kind of bailing. And then <laughs> I myself started to bail. And then I was just like, this doesn't feel good. But like had everyone gone out and done it, it would have been we like I think we could have been okay. But it was just like we all kind of started to like we all started it by the front of the stage and by the end we were like up against the back wall. <laughs> I'm like, we are being we are really bailing on this. Yeah. I think it's easier to just like like I don't often initiate with like just something physical. I feel like if anything, I'm like my like hack for it is to make it like an emotional thing i feel like that's like so much more fun and easy to just like <laughs> make some sort of weird emotional choice i don't know no for sure because i think people can glob onto that yeah hopefully i would assume like they can glob onto that better yeah i i don't know i i find it easier but yeah group games are weird it's trial and error <laughs> like it's just you have to be willing for it to like flop and that's like part of the fun is just like throwing some up and seeing what fucking happens. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, and yeah, uh, you know, you're doing it with eight, uh, seven other people, so I think that's like take take sauce in that. Yeah, we're laughing at all of you. Don't worry, we're not just laughing at Stephanie. Yeah, we're laughing at the whole team. Totally. Uh, all right, let's talk about group scenes now. Different because. Uh, uh, um, it's not going to be like this. You're not supposed to all fart. When one person farts, you got to call it out. I think these are going to resemble much more what we're used to in improv scenes, which mm-hmm. is to like isolate, un, you know, well, well, base reality and then unusual. And then the unusuals will like, you know, highlight the base reality. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. I feel like, I don't know. I mean, I think you could do it. I don't do too many. So how, would, ways. how would you say y'all's uh, shags approach if y'all have ever worked on it or, or drilled it? or? We don't drill a ton of like, we, we drill like our opening a decent amount, um, but we don't treat it like a group 
game like that or group scene like that we treat it more like like we don't ever worry about base reality and honestly like I think most of the times when we like start to then be like we start with some big phrase or whatever like um I think once we start to then sometimes it helps to like place us in a location and contextualize and then it's like extra level of funny Mm -hmm. and then it gives us more ideas but sometimes if we're like grounding us too hard it kind of sucks the air out of it for us. So, um, but I think that's just because we're doing kind of more of a group game, but. um, Well, y'all do like a really good job of like walking in because y'all don't speak all at once. mm Y'all want to, it's like a little, I'm not a musician, but what's it called? It's like, like y'all become a chord. Yeah, I, I, that's cool. I think that's like, for me, ideal, because I do find that to be a very difficult thing with balancing multiple voices on stage when everyone's funny and everyone's talented mm-hmm. and we all have ideas to be able to kind of patiently play and listen for like one, making sure everyone's kind of yeah. gets to be an active part of this, but also like really listening for um, when is the right time to make this comment or whatever, like keeping up with the just like cadence of the yeah. like the musicality of it you know to me it's like improv when i see y'all do your um opening scenes or your group scenes like it's like improv in its purest form which is just like mm-hmm. you know any old sentence yeah any old feeling any old space work and then someone yes sands it another person yes sands it and then by the end of it their crescendo was what i was thinking about <laughs> gorgeous yeah I, it's nice to look crescendo it's like oh so it's like wow they're at a cocktail party i did not see that yeah in the beginning but by you know by move five yeah it's yeah like, it's a cocktail party and it's a fun one at that i find that for us it's um the best times too are when we really like yes it too like it's like if you make it so no one's a freak like we're not judging or like our characters aren't judging it. Mm-hmm. Um, we all completely agree, feel the same way and more, you know, uh, then it's becomes this like very joyful thing too. Mm-hmm. I think when it's like, it's and sometimes it works where we'll single out one person and it's typically like Isabella or something. We'll like single out Isabella to be like, what we all said made perfect sense. And what you said was dog shit. And that's funny. But when it's, when it's too immediate where it's like, the first person says something and the second move is saying is like, that's weird. It's like really hard, I think, for us to pick up that momentum and find that yeah. crescendo. But it works really well when we all um just really positively agree with what the person says is like what you've just said is like correct and true, and we also feel that way. I think it's really easy to like get that lift that you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, I do I agree, and that's something that y'all have done successfully so much. I hope you don't mind. You mind if I bring an example, a concrete No, example. go for it. This just came to mind, but this was at uh, the last Shag show. Y'all were, and help me if I'm wrong here, like high schoolers doing like a writer's room. And then- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all were like TV writers. And you're like, it, it, to me, it felt like a high schooler was playing, playing TV writers. Like you're the showrunner yeah. and I'm the assistant, blah, blah. And then y'all just did a great job of like one at a time, just black sheeping one person. Yeah. And making them. And, and I like, I remember I, I like left the stage. I like was backstage for most of it. You too. got kicked out. Yeah. First, I believe. Yeah. I think it's like, and like that, but mm-hmm. like the, 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 the cadence of that, the musicality of it, like the, the, you know, uh, verse. And then the chorus of it was so good. It was just so like pitch perfect. And I was just like, I know it's coming, but 
it's coming in a different way and in a fun way and in a way that I like do it now kick her out you yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally I um yeah I love I love scenes where we all get in I think like I'm like I love like the two-person scenes we do and like the little runs but I'm always just like waiting till we get back to our big group scenes I think they're the most for me they're the most fun but um yeah I agree I think there's something to like the patience of it and not like speaking to say something funny but speaking when it it's like a math equation you know what i mean and did y'all drill that or how did y'all land on that you think it's just like y'all have natural like similar instincts um i think probably all have like a shared like sensibility for it but i i mean we definitely drilled it but i don't think we like i kind of don't think we force it too much like i think we kind of let it be in a good way like we don't like drill it to death to the point where we're now dissecting it and we're like confusing ourselves with mm -hmm. it um because I do think that like the reason we do our form that way is because that's just how we started doing it and then we were like we just kept doing it. like genuinely I think from our very first practice very first show we've been doing it that way just because that's just how we we were just like laughing our dicks off in practice like laughing at each other and I think for us we all just like we want to play with each other and we just like i think it's that thing of like don't you want to play it's like we all like we all just want to play with each other and yeah. i think that's why we all like really um make a point of doing like that group scene in the beginning or like a group game whatever in the beginning group scene in the middle yeah whatever try to get back to like i think we all just think it's really fun when we're all all in and you're like yeah you're not like no one's trying to be the star no one's trying to take the lead or whatever mm -hmm. it's it's again it's like very classic uh, 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 improv. It's, I see y'all like if something changes, y'all kind of release what was just happening and move on to the new thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the fun part about Talk it. Cocktail party. All of a sudden, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 a gorilla shows up. Now it's about the gorilla. Yeah, I think like we're all pretty game to just like follow what happens and see yeah. where it goes without like making it too ideally too plotty. You know. Uh huh. Um, one other thing I want to talk about, last thing about this topic is just the idea of like premise versus organic when it comes to group scenes or group games. So, like, mm. uh, uh, um, that's like, it's, to like, to me, like, it's like a quadrant, you know? Yeah. You have like, you have group games and you have group scenes, but they also have organic group games and organic group scenes or whatever, or, or, or uh, sorry, premise, whatever. Yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah. 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 Look at the visual. I can't see anything on the screen. <laughs> Look, yeah. But I'm getting the visual in front of me, so I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Uh, there's, there's. I'm not gonna explain it. <laughs> it's a, it's an audio form. Anyways, guys, there's two dimensions. One is group game, group scene, and another one is organic and premise. All right. Uh, uh my, I think most people will have experience with organic. Mm -hmm. I think most people out there are doing a lot of uh, organic. So I wanted to first speak to this. And, you know, uh, contrary to kind of what we were saying before about, like, not deflating or not, like, degassing, I do think in organic uh, um, group scenes and group games, you do need to have a, a, a voice of reason because someone mm -hmm. needs to point out what's going on. I don't think they should come first or second or third, maybe not even, right, not until, like, the last. But I do think that at some point someone needs to be, like, we were supposed to be, you know, yeah, I think fundraising for the election. But I now think there's a gorilla. <laughs> I can see it depending on like if you're talking about a group game versus a scene. Like I think if it's a scene, it could start like as like theoretically two people and then everyone joins and they like 
they they clone one of the that's other, true. you know. Yeah, yeah. So I think, but, but I think it's imperative to have that voice reason. Yeah, because once they say that label, once they lay, you know frame it, that gives everyone in the back like, oh, now we know. What we're yeah, doing. I do think that's like a key differentiator between the game versus yes. scene, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, game doesn't need a voice of reason. Yeah, but a scene does. And I just I see so many people not doing it, and like, and you can have more than one. To be honest, like I'm thinking about like mono scenes, mm-hmm. you know. Where it is going to be a, a, a mono scene, everyone's going to be in there, and everyone's going to be weird at some point. But then that also means that, like, there is the recognition of like, oh well, since now you're making your game move, I need to now drop my thing and start like voice reasoning for you and being like, hey, you know, sorry I came in hot earlier, but yeah, now you're you're kind of. I find that like weird. Yeah, I think that it's like. I also think that like for me when I'm thinking about um having to like drop my game to focus on someone else's like strange behavior I think that's like good but also when there's a bunch of you on stage it's good just to like remember what your thing is because you can be like doing so much micro shit like silently either like doing space work where you're like like my character is getting fucked up in the corner you know and like we don't mm-hmm. ever have to address what I'm doing but I'm not like standing there like statically like just looking back and forth between like the people who are talking you know yeah you're still in it yeah and so i think it's like helpful to be like to to like know that like my character has like a thing about them where it's like either just like an attitude or like um or i don't know or a want or something like that that's like i don't necessarily have to like bring it up but i think it's like helpful to like have something for yourself but be willing to like drop it to like because like you a normal person can like have their own wants but still can like talk about other people like i think yeah. it's tough when you start like pushing your agenda in a group scene and i find it like not only like tough to like play with but it's like tough to watch like it's like you have to be willing to like like i think it's good to know what your game is but to also be like ready to let it go like or like let other people's stuff take more weight than yours and like not be like offended by that you know yeah yeah um I agree. I, I think uh, when I'm not watching a Shag show and I'm watching some other group scenes, sometimes it is like a little bit competitive or it's just like, oh, this person really wanted to do the, mm-hmm. the thing and now they're not letting it And they can't down. let it go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, just a few minutes ago, I was about to tap dance. Maybe we can, now's a good time for me to tap dance. Yeah, I'll just tap dance my way to the hospital to pick up your baby because I'm wearing tap shoes. No, no, there's no baby. There's no baby. <laughs> yeah, I ain't going to tap dance now. <laughs> uh, uh, baby's just fine. I'm going to tap dance now. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, totally agree. Um, and yeah, so that's, again, for organic. And, and yeah, the more people you have in a scene, just like the, the more juggling there is going to be. Yeah, I think it's Which like, is why it's like a separate again, it's skill you gotta practice and you gotta work on. And particularly with organic when it's like we're all like uncovering shit as we're going. Mm-hmm. I think like the patience or whatever and like just being mindful of like your timing and your pacing and whatever yeah. is like extra important. Yeah. And then for 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 premise, my big thing for premise and, and group scenes and everything, I think I think you can all have a good old fun time doing whatever you want as long as you're, and this is maybe true for almost all premise scenes. Just get that first line. Just explain everything that you thought was going to happen. I feel that. Are you talking about scenes that are like, everybody get in here. There's been a, a break-in at BuzzFeed. Like, are you talking about like those kind of yeah, but Yeah, it, it, uh, not necessarily. It doesn't have to be like a group. This doesn't necessarily need to be within a, um, a Herald because it could be second beats, but it could also just be like 
uh, a montage, you know, but somebody, yeah, exactly. Hey, everybody, like, uh, if it's a premise that was pulled from a living room or from some, some other opening, you know? Yeah. Hey, everybody, this is Zales. There was a break-in. Everybody, take turn out your purses so we can see if you stole the diamonds. Yeah. And because you got it all out there, everybody knows who they are, what they're supposed to do, and then we're all going to I totally agree. I think that's, yeah, that makes so much sense. Because cause then I feel like it's so much fun to play as, like, a person who's in that scene who didn't initiate to be like, okay, cool, like, my only objective here is to just like fuck with them like yes, you know yes, yes, yes. and then it's just like make it fun yeah and like I, I get how sometimes maybe it's fun or some people like enjoy the coyness of a two-person scene because mm-hmm. you do have time to like breathe yeah dance you know totally oh, what's going on here but if you're like hey everybody get in here it's like every line is crucial and any line could possibly like veer things a little bit away from it. Yeah. So unless you don't care, if you really don't care about your idea getting out, then yeah, go ahead, be vague. But if you really want to play the, let's all turn out our purses and see what's in our weird purses um, game, you gotta make it clear. You gotta t- say talk a say a whole paragraph and then sit back and let everybody have fun. Yeah, it's so interesting because it's like, I think with like UCB premise type stuff, it's like, it's like that makes sense to be like. Everybody, like, if you want to play the turn out your purses game, whatever, say it right. But I also think there's something to be said about, like, like your improv is a team sport. And it's also, like, all you have control over is that first word. And then how that's taken is, like, not your fucking choice. (laughs) So it's kind of, like, if you said that to me and then, like, my reaction was something that, like, doesn't give you what you want. Like, you don't get to keep pushing your agenda. Like, you know what I mean? You have to also work with what you get in response to i just think it's a it, it's interesting because it's like i feel like ucb they like teach you that's like no 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 the like the protocol is like they say that and then you play their game but also i'm like there also is a version of it in which like you don't get to decide what the game is right like you know what i mean like all you've said is ramping purses <laughs> that doesn't fucking mean you're gonna see my purse like that's, you know that's very true yeah it could just be like <laughs> Hey, yeah, we all work here so hard. I don't want you invading my privacy. Yeah, no. eat shit, detective. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, and that's also fun. That's also valid. Yeah. And again, like, yeah, it all comes down. Like, that means everybody else has to say no. Yeah, totally. It's just don't like, you what- just be like, Stephanie, it's pretty obvious you stole the brace. <laughs> and then everybody else turns out their purses. Yeah, and they'll like- <laughs> turn on you. Yeah. I'm, I have nothing to hide. And then all of a sudden it becomes the yeah. Stephanie's a thief game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, improv is a funny thing. It can be so many things. Yeah, but uh, that's why we love it. That's why we love it. Uh, any other thoughts about? Uh, well, first of all, you like my, my little quadrant. I, I'm obsessed with the quadrant. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm gonna have to publish a little chart for everybody. <laughs> um, uh, 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 any other thoughts about group scenes and group games? Mm, no. From the maestra herself. <laughs> um. No, I. I say, have fun, keep it loose. Have fun, keep it loose. Have fun, keep it loose, but also listen, bitch. And also, a... <laughs> okay, that actually, I didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> we'll edit that out. <laughs> that was my mouth fart. Uh, all right, great. Well, thanks so much for uh, uh, talking to us through this topic, something that, uh, again, I've seen you do very well. And hopefully now y'all are going to be able to do it really well, too. Uh, one last segment is going to be our hot improv takes. Our opportunity to talk about a pattern that we've been seeing, a trend in improv. We want to see more of, see less of, or mm-hmm. it's fine as Danny. want to keep it right where it is. 
Did you want to start? Like such a hot take that you, my hot take is keep it how it is. Um, <laughs> okay, I've got one. No, I don't. I can go first. <laughs> yeah, you go first. Okay. Uh, hot improv take. Stop telling people not to laugh in a, an improv scene. Like, don't call it out. Like, let's say we're we're doing a scene and you're breaking. I was like, it's not funny. Stop laughing. Don't do that. Just let them laugh because you know why they're laughing. They're laughing because you're being funny. You're having a fun, silly time. And when you call it out, now you have to like justify it. It's like, I'm not laughing. I'm crying. Or like, I'm sorry. It's just, it's so laughable how how wrong you are. Uh, 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 just let me laugh. And that's this is coming from someone, this is a hot take coming from someone who breaks in almost every scene I'm in. <laughs> Don't call me out because I'm just going to laugh harder. And uh, uh, it is gonna. I'm. I'm just telling you right now. It'll break the scene if you if you call me out for laughing. Um, this is not gonna stop. It's gonna keep going. And then the game becomes this dude's laughing. That's my hot improv take. Okay, that's a great hot take. Yeah. Um. That's so funny. I feel like a piece of that is that you don't. <laughs> it's a personal. Is that you feel like you're being yelled at or something? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it, that's kind of what it, it, it feels like. Hey, I thought we were friends. Yeah, what the hell? But I have seen, you know, you've seen really good shows where like they end up pulling off really well. But these are we're talking serious dramatic yeah. actors where it's like, hey, are you laughing at me? And then they like play it off like, I am laughing at you because you know what, you're not who I thought. You know? What yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. And that's great. And that's beautiful. And that's fine. And that's their art. And that's their work. I, again, this is a very focal. Uh, uh, this is focused me in the I, oh I'm breaking constantly so I'm with yeah. you but I that's so funny I did a scene recently with this girl and we were like for some reason she said something it wasn't even that funny but the two of us looked at each other and we started laughing so fucking hard and it was just the two of us like we were in like a workshop type thing so it was just the two of us, and we started laughing so hard that like neither of us could speak and it was so crazy the way we were laughing that like yeah. it had to be part of it and that made it even funnier because it was like it, I, oh my god I don't know there's something I find it I know that it's like not cool to break but I'm I think it's so funny like yeah. I think it's so fun to like be so charmed and delighted that you're like laughing you know what okay I, I love that moment and I love that that happened and I will say this uh, uh the caveat is the person laughing can call it out so if I did break mm. and I started laughing, I'd be like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm having an asthma attack, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. uh, in that case, you both laughed and you both had to, like, address it, right? Well, it's also, like, it's one thing if it's, like, whatever. You're just, like, you break a smile. You just let it go. But if yeah. it's, like, you're, like, truly, like, cackling, and it's, like, I can see calling it out. Yeah. That's so funny. Uh, all right. Do you, do you have you have your... Uh... Okay. My hot improv take is, like, when people edit a scene... And they're doing it and they're kind of slow walking, shamefully shaking their heads like their teammates did something fucking pathetic. Mm. Yeah, was pathetic. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't kick it up to a jog and take them out like with some fucking dignity. I think it's so lame to to do the slow like it's like. It's one thing to do a walk where you're kind of like, and this is for the visual people, mm -hmm. to do a walk and you're kind of like, <laughs> to indicate <laughs> no, no. to everyone that was too funny to continue. <laughs> but if you're just walking and your head's kind of down, like, I'm like, you're selling out your fucking yeah. teammates and it sucks and I hate you. Um, name I their <laughs> name, Stephanie. Bleep this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that, yeah, I just think like 
I don't I don't like uh I, I, when you're editing I think you should just do it purposefully and like uh kindly <laughs> yeah and I, even if it is like you mentioned it's like hey look it's improv maybe sometimes they're misses sometimes they're whips fucking laugh and edit yeah <laughs> and the audience is gonna laugh at that but at least it's like they know that like that's you trying yeah. to support them take them out with some fucking mercy you know it's yeah. just like it's like to get swept because I've been in some real duds before and yeah. it's like to get swept by someone who's walking across the stage being like woof it just <laughs> yeah. it feels bad and it looks worse like I I just don't think it's a good look and I don't like to see it and I think audiences don't like to see it either. No, I'm talking about me as an audience member. I hate to see it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one thing if I'm in the show and whatever, it feels bad, but I really think it looks worse. Yes, from the audience side. It just looks like your teammates don't like you. Yeah. Uh, uh, Billy Mayer had this class um, doing thematic stuff. And like one of his things is like, your edit doesn't need to be a run. It can be a move from the mm-hmm. the show, you know? So yeah. Like, someone was discoing, like, just disco through. That's cute. You know? Because then, like, at least it is, like, yeah, this is awkward. Someone's going to just go through. But it's, like, hey, that's a callback from an earlier beat. And also, this is weird and awkward scene. But this, like, it's almost like, take, don't laugh at them. Laugh at me. Look at how stupid I am. Yeah. Doing my little disco move. For those of you that are not watching, I'm doing my little disco it's just painting. Like, <laughs> yeah, just, like, make it, like, this is a single professional. Single ladies through there. Yeah, single ladies walk. Do the single ladies. I think it's just, like, make it look like you're doing something semi-professional yeah. and you're just like ed- like sweeping a fucking scene whether you're like walking or just going like whatever just like yeah. do it like like with intent and make it not seem like you hate your fucking teammates all right serious question you're in a scene that's dying i'm in the back line i'm your teammate and i want you know your misery to end so when i edit i walk and i fart <laughs> i kill you, you love it you hate that i <laughs> i think love it because it would be crazy to me <laughs> but that would make me laugh so hard <laughs> i think about that so much like, really like that that like farting in an improv scene like genuinely <laughs> i think is so funny but no one does it we are we're all holding one in we all have one we always just leave it in the chamber <laughs> But like, I think I, if you if I was the audience and I watched Glass Clown do a set and you farted in it, <laughs> you purposefully farted like on command. Yeah, would, this this is what I would do in the audience. This is for your visual viewers. I'd be like this. <laughs> he called it. He told me in a podcast that this what he's gonna do. It. I, so fucking shocked. I think I, I can just laugh. It was so funny. When it randomly yeah. became like the fart guy. <laughs> it's like that's your thing. Yeah. Then, then we would have to have some words. <laughs> but I think uh, if you randomly did it one time one day, yeah. it'd be iconic. The- like I, so like with glass now i love to do like little bits like that like i'm just gonna in the scene i'm just gonna like you know uh, uh crawl on all fours but they always say david don't do that because it distracts what's happening and I, I agree that's why that's why i don't do it more because it's like if it's not on game i can't do it so like when am i ever gonna have a chance to ever on game fart never mm. but for an edit there is no etiquette right as long as i'm editing 
legally I could do anything I want. Legally, yeah, they can't they can't get you. And well, I, and why not save it? Yeah, save it for like a bad scene, you know. <laughs> Just do it. I'm not yeah. gonna, well, because they're trying to cheering. Them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're like... drown out. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I say go for it. Thank you. I have your permission. Yeah, <laughs> and I really want to be there for it. I think that would be <laughs> so funny. Yeah, guys, hidden improv secret. <laughs> you know, bodily functions. Uh, all right, last thing that we have to do, Stephanie. Uh, I want you to plug your shows. Plug, Ooh. plug, plug. Um. I play with Shag, which is my all-lady team. Um, we play like every other Friday at We Improv at the Clubhouse at 9.30. Um, and then I'm also on a Herald team at UCB called Keanu. And we're like every other Monday at either 7 or 8.30. Um, and I'm sorry, did you already say when Shag Agenda is? You say oh, yeah. And then the Shag, our next, Sunday? yeah, Shag Agenda is the third Sunday's of the month at 10 30 p.m the perfect time slot yeah love it uh uh that's a great show please do yourself a favor i know it's late but who cares you're who gonna be cares? bored monday anyways don't you want to wake up monday morning with like a memories of like oh my god i was laughing so hard yeah last night. sleep is whatever one thing but memories last forever yeah what are you old and boring no age is just a number you're young at heart mm. watching comedy at 10 30 on a sunday that's fucking people at work are going to be jealous they're like, what'd you get into last night? Like, you don't believe this. 10.30. When you asleep? Me? Laughing my fucking dick off. <laughs> um, I don't have anything to plug. Well, Odyssey, unfortunately, is finito. So. Rip. Well, it, can they come to your last show? Or is it too late? It's too late. That would have happened Tuesday. Well, think fondly of it. Yeah. Yeah. But congratulations again. Oh, you know what? I will plug the new um, the new Lloyd teams. So uh, whoever the new Lloyd team members are, I'm pretty sure it's come, it's come out. It's been announced. Congratulations. Don't know who you are. Uh, but every other Monday night at 10 p.m., check them out. Uh, give them the names. We got we got Lazy River Jesus and we got <laughs> Ebola Skittles. Ebola Skittles, the two <laughs> new Lloyd teams. Congratulations. Uh, but come uh, uh, watch their shows. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. Uh, oh, I remembered what my other teams were called. Yeah. Three Little Darlas. And is that from Little Rascals? Yeah. Fucking love it. Three little Darlas. And then um um oh no, what's it called? It's related to pork. That's all. Bacon? <laughs> Chasu. Whatever. Let's call it pork. Pork. Um, but yeah, check out those four new Lloyd teams. I'm sure they're gonna be amazing <laughs> and fun. Uh and then yeah, uh 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 follow at Glass Clown Improv. We got shows all throughout every single month. We perform every week, but uh that's the place where you'll see the shows and i have one other show i'd like to promote this is a scoop this is a half the press uh i'm going to be doing asian af october oh. 17th tuesday at 8 30 so check that out and stephanie i'm going to ask you live on camera do you want to do it do what asian af yeah all right cool you're doing it she's doing it too now what uh, so yeah, check us out uh, uh, October 17th, Tuesday. You yeah, check pregnant. my cow. <laughs> yeah, you can say no, but <laughs> I figured it's an easy way to hook you in. Uh, but thanks again so much for coming and talking to us about improv. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. Yeah. Uh, right. Bye, everybody. Yeah, you're really doing it now. <laughs>